Hello and welcome to 120 Outdoors, where the conservation-minded outdoors men and women explore all things hunting and fishing in the lands and waters that make it all happen. Join Chris DePaula and me, Don Klaus, as we discuss the outdoor world in our 120. But wherever you are, we think you just may find this fits your 120 too. Hi, folks. Welcome to 120 Outdoors. My name is Chris DePaula, and I'm here with my co-host, Don Klaus. Don, how you doing today? I'm very well, Chris. That's good. That's good. And we have a special guest lined up. You know, our theme most of this past few months have been deer hunting. Rightfully so. Yeah. It's that time of year, and I happened to meet a, a, a young fella uh, in Columbus here a few months ago. His name is Kurt Yoder, and he is a representative from the Whitetail Heritage of Ohio. He's going to be our guest today. And Kurt, how are you? Hey, guys, I'm doing great. What an honor to be on the show here, yeah. I appreciate having you, Kurt. Yeah. So just uh, to talk a little bit about how has uh, the deer hunting been down by you guys? We've been seeing some great pictures from down in the south, southern part of Ohio, southeast state of the state. Um, how's it been going for you guys? You know, pretty good. We're, well, We I do a lot of hunting here in the uh, Coshocton County, which is one of the, I think, well, it is the... Uh, Usually has the highest deer kill uh, in the state of Ohio. It's right there in the top three, anyhow. And uh, yeah, we've had a uh, had a good year. I season comes and season goes, especially when it comes to the rut. And I have all these great plans of getting out and hunting, and I get about a third done of what I would really like to do. So, but uh, we've had some good action. Yeah, I got to sit in the uh, stand with my son. Uh, with a bow here uh, Friday a week ago, and he was able to take a real nice, nice buck, and I got it on video for him. So, wow. Well, better yet. That's cool. How, how old was your son, Kurt? Uh, he is, uh, he's 17. We ended up sitting together that morning. That's cool. That is cool. Yep. That's one of those memories you'll have forever, for sure. Oh, exactly. Yeah. We have, we've made some good ones. But as far as, yeah, I've, um, a lot of friends, uh, guys getting, getting some good deer. Um, but yeah, I, you know, nothing really out of the norm, I guess. You always have your people saying they're not seeing anything and the next guy two ridges over is seeing everything. So, um, but it, it yeah, it, I, I don't know that if it's anything really out of the norm, but just, uh, some good deer hunting has been happening. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think you're right. When they, when you say you know, one guy, you talk to one guy and nothing, and the next guy says they seized four or five, it's all where the hot does are. If you happen to be yep, in that yep. area. Uh, you're yep, going to have a few bucks uh, running around, you know, he, he could be talking uh, about so our true. area. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We've, we've had a pretty good, I know a lot of our, our buddies and some of our guests here on the show have done, had a good year. I, I think of quite a few guys have had some nice bucks and Don got a nice one here last, was that Wednesday, Don, you were with me? Last Wednesday. Last yes. Wednesday, Don shot a nine pointer. I uh, see. Yeah. Real nice. Yeah. It was a nice buck and, uh, uh we didn't have to track it very far. And, uh, so it was, uh, Really nice. It was a great day for yep. sure. Yep, all good. Yeah, we've we have definitely uh, in our in the community where we hunt, and I'll mention later more about the the co-op that we have. But we have a hunting co-op there, and a lot of our neighbors there in Coshocton County, the deer numbers have been up. Now we're you know it's it's all private property right around there, um, but you know I and so we've our deer numbers. We've had a lot of deer. Yeah, just a lot of deer that we've been seeing throughout the summer going into the season. And so um, I know a number of our uh, our community has 
number of our neighbors have been like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to shoot some more does than normal this year. I ended up shooting two does early season, but uh, yeah, I suppose that I'm not sure what County you guys are in, but it's definitely different when you get, uh, get a lot of hardwoods and, and uh, ag mixed in the numbers start skyrocketing pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do remember. Um, I think it was at that um, banquet you and I were at this summer the, the guy from the Division of Wildlife said he asked everybody that has a that's going to be deer hunting, please take at least one doe. Uh-huh. And I remember him <laughs> saying that. So um, that's on our agenda here. I know. Uh, let's see if we can get another doe or two uh, before the yeah. season ends. I, I think that's probably not a bad idea. Just want to do yeah. our part. Yeah, that's well, right. The, the weather the weather has been super here going into the rut and just some great days to be outdoors. Doesn't even matter if you see a deer or not. That's the truth. It was unusually warm last week. Crazy warm. Oh, comfortable. Yeah. Nice. Yep. So yeah, it looks like it looks like it's going to be a little on the chilly side going into the uh, gun season next week. That sounds exciting. That that might be that might make a very good gun season. I know I was out over the weekend. I know you were too, Kurt. We'll talk about that in a second with that youth gun season. And I heard a lot of shooting around me. Um, hopefully, those kids did well. It sure sounded like they did. Uh, yeah, so I, yeah. maybe we had a really good, uh, the youth numbers might be way up as far as results. So we'll have to see. Well, Hey, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. We'll have to take a look at that. Hey, Kurt, one of the things I wanted to ask, you know, Don and I were interested in, how did you get interested in the Whitetail Heritage of Ohio organization? I mean, what, have you been involved in that for a great length of time and how did you get interested? Yeah, sure. Well, I'd be happy to tell you there. I have a, it's kind of interesting, but so uh, I'll, I'll wrap a, a few uh, history facts in about Whitetail Heritage, where it came from, because it ties right into kind of my story about how I got involved. But it was back in, um, well, my, my father, who is not living anymore since 2004, he had purchased a piece of property in, uh, in Coshocton County. It was 53 acres that he had bought. And, um, and it was... For, that was 2000, and in 2004 he passed away, uh, at you know, at a pretty young age. But um, we had so our family had this property there, and we we I grew up deer hunting, and um, <clears throat> and so my dad's not there anymore. It's me and my brothers and that that hunt the property, and uh, we're like, you know what, we want to start managing this thing. And I had I threw a couple friends. I had a I had uh, heard or gotten wind of a of a quality deer management co-op down in in Knox and Licking County, and uh, and I reached out to one of my buddies, and he said, "Hey, you need to get these guys. You need to talk to uh, the guys involved in that co-op down there." And and this and it was at the time it was a QDM quality deer management co-op. I had no clue what this was. I'd never heard of it. Before I didn't pay much attention to that kind of stuff um, before we own our own property, and I got a hold of these guys. And long story short, they they really assisted us in our community there in Coshocton County um, with putting together at what was at the time a quality deer management co-op. And uh, so I started knocking on neighbors' doors, and we got this co-op started, and we are in our uh, next year will be our 20th year of, of running, uh, doing this hunting co-op. Well, it was shortly after that. It, it was about three years after that when I got involved in and when the uh, the first chapter of the Quality Deer Management Association started here in East Central Ohio. And 
The Quality Deer Management chapter was the beginnings of Whitetail Heritage. And uh, so, yeah, that uh, that started. And, and I got, I just, I have a lot of and some friends said, hey, you need to come and see what's going on. So I ended up going to one of the meetings that was in 2007. And they had, they were, they had just started this, uh, they had just started the, uh, the chapter. And uh, I ended up uh, being invited to join the board. And, uh, and so this chapter, we would have an annual banquet and, and a portion, actually a, a significant portion of that money that was raised at the banquet was sent to the headquarters of the Quality Deer Management Association. I don't, are you are you uh, are you familiar with that association at all? With uh, I'm sorry, with what organization? The white... uh, with Quality Quality Deer Management. Yeah, matter, matter of fact, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, I was I was part of that group. Oh, okay. so, several years ago, and then they they broke up and and uh, became I don't even know who they merged with. Right now, uh, I think they're now NDA National. Yeah, that's what it is. Association, yeah. I think it is. But yeah, when anyhow, they... so they, they really are the ones that gave us our foundation and started, and a lot of good stuff uh, that was that they promote, and and uh, a lot of research based uh, managing style, and and it's, they were largely geared towards the private land, um, private land sector, and also worked with. Uh, wildlife agencies across the country um and uh but obviously their philosophy could be used anywhere you want to hunt as right, far as that right. goes um but so that that was and then they we started uh they 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 pushed their chapters they asked their chapters to have a a youth hunt every year and, and an annual youth hunt and also a banquet every year and uh, and then some of that money uh, that was raised at our banquet would stay local, and and we would use that money to do some local projects, uh, but most of it was used for our hunt. And so that's when our hunt started. It started with like six kids, something like that, and um, it was on it was just on one farm uh, down in Muskingum County at the time, and and it it stayed like that for a number of years. Uh, I'm going to say it moved, oh man, about eight years ago, I think it probably was, something like that, maybe 10 years ago. It moved, um, well, it was getting, it, it was gaining some momentum, and um, it was just to the point where where you couldn't realistically stack, you know, eight, 10 hunters on one farm. It just wasn't. Right, right didn't work out very good. Uh, not, 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 not enough places and whatnot. And it was a pretty large farm that we were on, but it was still kind of difficult. And, uh, so at that point it got moved to, uh, to Coshocton <laughs> County to, well, we have a, our hunting co-op there, um, that had started at the time was called a quality deer management co-op. And, uh, and ba yeah, so the landowners in that, in that community, we took it to our landowners in our co-op and said, hey, we have this opportunity. Uh, would you guys be interested in opening up your, your properties? And it's for a day um, and making, you know, getting your spots ready and, and that we can bring in some handicaps and we can have, you know, people with disability and people with, uh, or first time hunters. And uh, man, our community there, it has just, it has just exploded. 
um, with the, the interest level, and we're up to this past year here at our hunt, we had we had 27 hunters on. <clears throat> I think we had about 20, somewhere around 23 or four different landowners that uh, we had 27 hunters out on. Wow, that's tremendous. Yeah. Now, yeah. So go ahead. Now that's a you, and now that's an annual thing. Then with our. Uh, I guess that would probably tie in with a youth hunt, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And well, let me back up a little bit. Then the, the so whitetail heritage. Where does that come from? So about um, whitetail heritage, uh, we are in our fourth year. So about four years ago, this thing, our banquets, because of the youth hunt that we had and how that was growing, a lot of local local people, local businesses started finding out about it and really just came out to our banquet. And so, and, and, and so our banquet grew to, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, our banquet grew from early on having about a hundred people there. I mean, it jumped up to like 350 and then it was 500 people and then it was 700 people. And, and it's like, and so we were, we were raising a lot of money at the time for in, in that one event it's a raffle event and um and the check going to the quality deer management association was quite large uh out of that event and there was in, it was it was getting big enough that a lot of guys were saying man you know we like what the what quality deer, deer management association is doing but we have all these locals giving in to this and we need to consider keeping that if there's a way to keep more of that money local yeah i i understand i understand now what you what you guys did go ahead keep going kurt (laughs) i I get it now (laughs) and so that's why we were like okay something needs to change and 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 uh qdma they were the association you know they weren't going to change anything as far as revenue streams go as far as you know, hey, it'd be nice if we could get about 80% of what we raised at least and send 20. And, you know, I can't blame them. That's that's their choice. They were they were they were doing some good stuff as well. But we we finally got to the point where we just made the decision that, okay, we can start our own not-for-profit organization here. We had guys on the on our board of directors that had experience with that and and it was kind of it came to it was a no-brainer for us. And so Whitetail Heritage of Ohio is what came out of that. And, uh, and, and also now all, all the money that we raise, um, <clears throat> is, is, uh, comes, you know, it stays right at home. It supports local gun shops for our prize packages. It supports, you know, we'll get into that a little more then, but it, it stays local. Yeah. And, um, with this past year here, we had, oh man, I should know I'm, I'm the guy that, uh, headed up the uh, or, or was the coordinator but i think we had close to 1500 people at our at our banquet holy smoke that's crazy oh yeah that's it, unbelievable. it's unbelievable well it's, it's become it's become quite an event to the point where i we are most of our board members take off all day friday just to get everything set up to uh yeah you know to be ready on on saturday when the doors open at two o'clock in the afternoon so yeah jeez yeah. Now we know you you do a lot to get first time hunters in the game, and also understand you you're capable of taking on some disabled hunters too. Could you tell mm-hmm. us about that? 
Yeah, sure. So, and that started way back. I guess to begin with, uh, we didn't have a lot of disabled hunters necessarily, um, but it started growing to that because we're like, man, this is a great opportunity. And so, uh, a person that I want to make mention of here uh, with 10 point crossbows is Barb Terry. I don't know if you ever happen to meet her at a show ever or not. Um, she is a, um, a representative for 10 point crossbows and from the very beginning of our hunt, our, our first annual hunt in 2007, she brought bows for every person, crossbows. Now, this we do all crossbow simply because right. it wouldn't work to do a longbow, obviously. Right, right. Um, and so she brings crossbows and so and equipped all the all the kids. At the time, it was only kids, but now it's turned into a. I mean, there's there's adults. There's we've had. Uh, I think we had a 60-year-old with us here a couple of years ago. Ago that and 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 in between there, people that it's uh, they're just getting into it. Uh, but she supplies the the equipment, and well, as it grew, it was a little rough for one person to handle 27, you know, 20 or or 20 hunters bring that many bows out. It became quite an ordeal. You aren't kidding. <laughs> And so we, we, uh, a lot of the landowners or, or the, the guides, I should say, a lot of the guides supply their own crossbows. Um, and she still brings, I think, is it 10, eight to 10 crossbows. And, uh, actually our, our organization now took a, took money that has been raised and we purchased a whole line. I think we've got about 12 of our own crossbows now that we have equipped and and have uh have like um you know like uh handicap uh specialty scopes and stuff like that that yeah. we can use yeah wow that's just great so uh one other thing is that you do i i understand that you do some things with veterans as well yeah. So, well, okay. Now what we do with veterans is we're not quite as much hands on with that. Um, but, uh, well, we do have some veterans that we have have that have been at our, our annual hunt, but then we also have a 200 acre, uh, lease that we were, the landowner is just fabulous for us. Um, we lease a property in Coshocton County there. It's, it's near Warsaw. And, um, and so we're allowed to plant food plots on there and we got we got blinds there we've got handicapped blinds um for those with disabilities um and the 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 uh the hero hunt is a uh organization that comes in and sets up on our lease so they you know they we we made connections some of the guys on our board made connections with them and um, and we're like, man, this would just be a great fit. So there you, they come in, they set up a a basically, it's like a base camp. They got tents, they got a cook tent, they sleep there <laughs> overnight, and uh, they bring in one max two veterans, and they spend the whole weekend with them. So wow. they, they're cooking over the fire, they're sitting around telling stories in the evening, and it, it's just a really really cool thing that's happened there. Yeah, that is cool. That is cool. Hey, a couple of questions, Kurt. Uh, I just had, it's funny that we're talking to you now and I never thought to, uh, to give you a call. I had a lady reach out to me 
Um, she works for a, a company or an organization in Ashtabula County for the handicapped mm-hmm. people. And she was asking if I knew anybody that could take one of her clients or patients hunting. Mm-hmm. He used to be a deer hunter and he had an accident. And right now he's not totally, um, you know, incapable of hunting, but he just, he has a hard time getting around on his own. I never thought about contacting you guys. So my question to you is first, are there any more uh, handicapped hunts uh, available this year? Uh, we definitely would work something out. Okay. We, would, we would, we would love to work something out. Um, so, so, so how we, would they do this, Kurt? Would they could there a form to fill out or how to, did they contact you through that form that you have online there? Right. So obviously with the connection that you have with me here today, uh, you can give them my number and I can hook them up. But normally if somebody's wanting to get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook. You can message us on Facebook or you can go online. Uh, there's an application you can fill out there, but that is primarily for our hunt. Um, through Facebook would probably be a better connection. Okay. If, if somebody's wanting to reach out and say, Hey, is something available? We are actually, so, so when we first got our lease, we started, we would at our banquet, we would auction off several hunts at the lease for, they had to, they had to take a kid or they had to, um, or it had to be a first time hunter that, that was, they were going to take on there. Okay. Uh, take, to hunt on the lease. And, <clears throat> So that for the first several years there, we, that we had the lease, we were, you know, I think we sold about three or four hunts off there. Well, as it's grown, we don't, I think we sold a muzzleloader hunt this year at the banquet because we just have too many people like you're talking about that as more and more people become aware of it. It's like, okay, our lease manager, uh, his name is Brian Beaver and he's the guy that we would get you in, in contact with. And uh, he schedules, he makes so that we don't have people, you know, it's not just a free-for-all. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, through Facebook would be a great way to get a hold of us. And then we're, we're actually, just this past weekend, we had a conversation of, of uh, we're looking at going to more of an application base for for every hunt that, that happens down there because of the demand that is growing. And we have to be able to sort it out and we have to make sure, you know, we're, we're not looking for, we're not looking for um, somebody that gets a lot of opportunities to hunt with family and all that kind of stuff. We, we, we're looking for people that truly uh, haven't been getting the opportunity or looking to get into it or, or somebody with a disability that it's just simply too difficult for a family member to take them. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's exactly what this guy is. And, um, um, I'll, I'll give her your number if you don't mind, Kurt. Oh, that'd be great. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. It's funny. I'm, that's, I'm listening to you talk. I'm like, holy smoke, this is a perfect tie-in. Um, I just yeah. didn't, I didn't think of it at the time. So we, we, uh, this last, um, uh, well here over the youth gun season, we had a, we had a young guy from, uh, he was 14 years old. First time he'd ever been out, uh, from Port Clinton, uh, drove all the way down for, for their hunt nice on saturday so yeah they come they're coming from all over the place that's a tremendous opportunity you offer not just for the the first timers and the youth but the disabled as well that's uh that's something yeah, sor- well, we sorely kind of, needed we have all kinds of stories about the uh about some of these hunts I, the, i'll tell you what guys um 
if you get the chance the first Saturday in October, uh, 2024, it's, so our board of directors, it's the highlight of the year. And, uh, when it's the day that we get together to put on our hunt and all these hunters come in and we've, we've chosen these hunters, um, ahead of time through an application process. This last year we had, I think it was 43 applications and we ended up with 27 hunters. Um, and that day is just, it's just buzzing with activity. Um, we have each hunter has a guide and a cameraman that goes with them to the blind that day. Wow. That's pretty Um, cool. And so then afterwards we have a, we have a guy that, uh, edits the whole edits, takes everybody, they download everybody's hunt right there that evening when they come in from the hunt and then we've got it on the hard drive and we're able and, and I, we have a videographer that edits this whole hunt and puts everything together and every every hunter gets a copy of that and then we uh, that's they're also being posted on youtube um but yeah that's it's quite the day so it it's a it's a big undertaking when you have you know there's about 80 people that make that day happen man it's more like 100 people um, everywhere from the landowners to prepping their, you know, getting a, a blind set up and ahead of time, well, we tell them, Hey, put some corn in front of it, uh, get it by a food plot somewhere where we want, we want these kids to, uh, or these hunters to be able to, um, <clears throat> you know, have a, have a nice hunt, at least see deer. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. So what, but, what, what weekend is that? The second weekend in October? Uh, I'm sorry. It's the first weekend in October. First. I might have said the second. Okay, it's the first. first weekend October, which is the second week of the hunting. Season. Okay, and yeah, we might have to look at that next year. We might come down and help you guys out, Kurt. That's... Oh, that would be that would be great. The experience is is amazing. We we uh, a couple of years ago had a blind uh, guy. He was just a young man um, in his teens. He was blind, and he actually uh, so Barb Terry with ten point crossbows set up an assist scope, and where she was able to direct him by looking through her assist scope, and was able to direct him to the to the deer, tell him when to shoot, and and uh, uh, this guy, man, he was he got so hyper she couldn't even hardly get him to get a shot off. It took her three we hunted with that guy for three years that she took him on hunts the third year finally got him a deer. Wow. That that's an amazing <laughs> yeah. story. Oh, that was, that, that's been, that's been quite, quite the interesting uh, situation there. That's been a fun one over the years. Another, another man from birth um, had had a, I'm not sure what the, what it was, but he never could hunt because his hands were withered. And so he had hands, but they were not usable. And so he couldn't, there was no good way for him to pull a trigger. Um, and we said, it, um, we, we got him set up with a, a system that he actually puts in his mouth and he bites on it. And when he bites on it, it act, activates the trigger mechanism. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, he was, uh, we actually, his, his sons hunted over the years, but he never was able, he would be able to go along and sit and watch. And, uh, since we got, he came to our hunt and he, he ended up shooting a deer. That was the first time he ever shot a deer. He went home, his sons, and, and we ended up buying him a, one of those trigger mechanisms and his sons took him hunting the next year and he shot another deer with it. So Jeez. he's gotten into hunting because of it. 
And this this man's in his shoot, he's upper fifties, I think. Jeez. So that yeah, that was a that's a pretty cool story when you hear stuff like that happening. Yeah, that technology that can hey, be a good thing. Hey Kurt, one thing yeah. too that that you've mentioned on here, ten point crossbows too. I'm going to shout out to them. Um, not only are they helping you guys out with uh, your event here, they're from Ohio. They're from Mogador, oh, yeah. Ohio, too. That's the cool thing, too. So yeah, I know you mentioned. I know that's so cool. Yeah, that you mentioned that, and I think they should be uh, recognized. I mean, that's a heck of a job uh, they're doing there. So. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Ten Point has just went over and above and beyond with with the what what they have done for us. I mean, there's obviously not a red cent that we've ever paid them and they they just come out and their barb has a heart for it and does this she does this um at different places across the country at that's different hunts. fantastic yeah it's a yeah. great great service well everything you've illustrated it sounds like this is quite an enterprise to make this all happen and and you've already mentioned that your banquet uh is is one of the tools that that makes that happen sounds like you're going to have some really nice videos to show at that banquet too by the way but yeah uh, yep why don't you take us through that? Tell us a little bit about that. Sounds like an event. Uh, yeah, for the banquet. Yeah, so like I said before, this thing has grown. Uh, it's held at the uh, the event center in Mount Hope. We're right in Amish country here. And um, so they have a really large venue there. And we set, we have tables set up for everybody is able to have a seat. You have to, we take walk-ins but uh, you get a discount if you end up, um, all right, back to the uh, banquet here. But yeah, we've, we've uh, obviously grown over the years and it, we're right in Amish country. And, uh, and so we get a lot, I don't know, that's a pretty diverse crowd that we get in there. There's a lot of, you know, we have a lot of local Amish people that support us, but we also, there's people from all over that, uh, that show up. But at, at this venue here, everybody gets a table uh, you can you can have a savings if you uh, book a table of eight people, and uh, that information is all on our website. You can actually also book a table on the website um, once we're starting to book. We'll start to book here probably. I'm thinking by the first of the year. I think it is usually right after right after New Year's is when we start uh, opening it up for booking. Um, so you can buy a table, but we also take walk-ins, um, and then we have a local. So our our idea is have a great event, and then you can't have a great event unless you have really good food. And so uh, I know Amish country is known for some pretty good food, and and Byler's barbecue, you're not going to be able to beat it. So we have uh, we serve we serve a, a, a meal of pulled pork and brisket and all the fixings. And so uh, it's yeah, everybody comes in. We actually just this last year started doing a a walkthrough meal so people can go eat anytime from like four to six o'clock and then we have there are raffles going on all evening long we're raffling off anything our biggest biggest uh, ticket would be a a uh, a uh, polaris ranger two-seater um that we're raffling off and uh i mean there's gun raffles there's we're giving away blinds. We're get, uh, it's you name it. We got all kinds of stuff that we're giving away all night long. Sounds like a candy store there. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yeah. That's that's a night that's that's really buzzing. And then at that event, we also have a table that over the years we've developed a great relationship with the Division of Wildlife, 
And so there's one or two tables full of uh, the Division of Wildlife guys there, anywhere from uh, the deer director, Mike Tonkovich, um, Clint McCoy. Uh, last year, we were we were honored to have um, have the uh, well, Pete Novotny, he's the assistant chief. He's he's often there. And then we were able to uh, last year had direct the director, uh, Mary Mertz, joined us as well. And then they usually have some other other uh, guys involved in uh, in in the division that are there, too. So that's that's a good time. And then 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 we also highlight we highlight all our hunters that we had uh, that that were at the um, that are annual at our annual hunt. So uh, this year, uh, if they had if they shot a uh, a buck with antlers, it gets mounted for them. They're going to get that deer that night. And if they shot uh, an antlerless deer, we're getting the hides tanned for them, and they're going to get that. Everybody gets a, the tanned hide of their uh, of their deer that evening. So yeah, man, that is that, pretty cool. That's wow. a that's a really neat event. We you know I, there's a part of me that it's like well. You're spoiling these kids, and it's maybe not the most realistic thing the way you and I grew up. But hey, if you're gonna do it, you might as well do it right. No, that's right. And times have changed too, Kurt. I mean, it's not the same when you and I started. Yeah, uh, deer for sure. hunting, and, and I, I agree with you. Um, I know Don and I are very active with the youth organizations here locally too. Just getting the kids outside is a win. Letting them, yeah. them getting them hunting or fishing, you know. Uh, exactly. No, no doubt about that. That's for sure. Yeah, what used to be somewhat automatic, at least for yeah. for many of us, is now a, a high bar to get over. And seriously, boy, thank goodness for you guys helping them get over. Yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Back when uh, when uh, uh, there there was a time when we were quality deer management association we were thinking about switching uh and um there was there was a fair amount of guys on the board the, the question was posed okay do we just dissolve this thing do we just you know go our separate ways and and we look in the sun you know look in the rear view mirror and say hey that was a great whatever however many years there that we, we had this chapter and the, everybody they were like guys we we have to keep doing something. We can't, we can't, the, the, the hunt, we can't just start saying, we can't go say, Hey, look, we're not going to do a hunt for you guys. I, I, it meant so much to everybody on the board. It's like, we got to find a way to keep making this happen because it, it just meant too much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing this too, Kurt. Uh, uh, it's just amazing what you guys have done in the, with the four or five years since you've been on your own. Um, it's amazing. You said the banquet's grown to 1500 people. That's just hard yeah. to imagine. <laughs> yeah, no. well, it is. It is. It's almost scary when you, when you get this thing rolling and it's like, Oh boy, here we go. It's got to happen. But you know what? There's so many guys that are involved in making it happen from, you know, every, anything from setup to, to making, you know, getting the banners that need to be made to, to the food, to the coordination, to getting all the, it's the prize packages that we have. We work with several uh, local gun shops that are just amazing. We buy our prize packages through, they give us deals. We give them recognition and, and they're just great to work with. And yeah, it's, it's just amazing. Well, it sounds very exciting. Sounds like something some of our listeners might be interested in too. So uh, what, what's the date for that event? Yeah, the date for that event is coming up around the corner here. It is March the 16th. 
Okay. And uh, like I said, you'll be able to find some information about that on our website here. Okay. And they could start looking at uh, January 1st, and they could make early reservations at that time if yeah. needed, correct? Okay. Yeah, yeah well, they, they can start making they can start making res- reservations there, yep. For sure. Certainly share that with our listeners. Absolutely. Kurt, is there anything? I know we could talk about this for the next day. Uh, this stuff's <laughs> no really kidding. interesting. Um, I'm glad I ran into you at the banquet. <laughs> this has been a great podcast. Oh, well, man, I, I, that was a fun time down there. Yeah. Uh, where, where we met there at, uh, in Columbus. But, uh, yeah, likewise, just uh, feel honored to be able to have this opportunity to share about the organization and, and what, uh, white, what, what Whitetail Heritage is all about, really. Yeah. Good. You guys have done a great job. I, I, you know, commend you for everything you've done and keep up the good work. Yeah. Really. Glad you're on the job. Yeah. For what sure. You do. For sure. So, yeah. uh, you know, any... a couple other things that I think of yeah, um, go ahead. On, on, on the website, you, you'll find that we talk right on the homepage. It talks about management, recruitment and conservation. And you can I'm sure you can make the argument that a lot of things kind of uh, go over. the You know, one goes into the next. Um, but, it, it you know, when it comes down, we, we have a couple other things that we're also supporting. So locally here we have the Kilbuck Wildlife Marsh. And uh, Dennis Solon is the director of that there. And over the years, we have been able to donate towards projects there um, because that's uh, that includes some some public land hunting. And so if we can invest back into public land, we realize not everybody's going to be able to own private property. And so uh, projects that we can invest some of this money back into locally that that hunters, regardless, whether it's private land or public land, that we can see you know, we can see something happening with that. And that, that's been a, that's been a big win. We also, there's a, uh, there's a place over here in uh, Tuscarawas County. There's a, it's a shooting sports called the uh, team called the orange crushers and they do trap and skeet shooting. And um, these guys, um, we, we help support them. And these guys come in at our banquet and set up all of our tables and chairs and tear it all down at the end, all of our tables and chairs at the end. So you, their parents come with them and that's, that's, so that's a, that's a big deal there, but uh, to see it, you know, invest in some stuff like that. And here, just this, uh, this fall down in the Newark area, we got a connection with an archery program and it's, it's like an after school program, I believe is what it is. And it's through like, uh, Genesis archery, I believe it is with Matthews. Uh, they have an archery program where they, and, and we're, we're helping sponsor that. And so, and then, then the 200 acre lease that we have, we pretty much go all out on that. Um, that, that we, we want to see that, that it's just a tremendous tool to, uh, you know, to bring, bring first time hunters in. Yeah. So that, you know, and, and I keep rambling here, but, uh, I've got uh, an, a really cool story that happened a couple of years ago. There was a man out of Columbus that got a hold of the Division of Wildlife. He was looking to get into hunting. He was in his, I'm going to say he was in his 30s. I only met him one time, but um, <clears throat> he found out about our, well, they hooked us up with the lease and, and uh, or hooked him up with us in our lease. And he came up, one of our, one of our board members ended up sitting with him in the blind and uh they shot a deer that that day he shot a i think whatever it was he shot a deer and and he's like i i would really like to know 
how to butcher this thing. So uh, several of us guys just, you know, on the spur of the moment, were able to meet up at a board member's house in his shop. We got the, we got the knives out. We skinned the deer, had the man helping us uh, debone everything, got his meat all put together and ready to grind. And I mean, we, we, yeah, by the, by that evening, his deer was uh, ready to go in the freezer. Boy, talk about and, uh, service. That's uh yeah, that one there, that, that there wasn't planned out too far ahead, but it came together. That was just stuff like that. It's like, man, you can't, can't make that up. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, it's one thing to, to get a mount made or get a tie, a high tan, but boy, to, doing the butchering too, that's, that's a start now, to finish. We, can't, we, uh, we can't really promise that that'll work out for everybody that hunts there though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't think so. Uh, uh, very good. Well, that's just tremendous. Hey, we, we couldn't be more appreciative that you're doing what you do. That's uh, a- anything uh, that can be done to introduce new hunters sure. to the sport, especially youth. You know, that's great. To the, yeah, sure. To the, uh, to the listeners out there, uh, another thing that another place you can meet us at is coming up here in uh, in in January of 2024. Uh, there's the Northeast Ohio Sportsman Show. Um, that happens at the same venue where we have our banquet, and that's in Mount Hope at the event center there. And I don't know, have you guys ever been able to attend that? Maybe yes, I've, I've been there. I've yeah, been, yeah. I, I so not, no. we uh, just starting last year, we started putting a booth there. And people can come in and book book banquet tables and also buy raffle tickets for the – we'll have the Polaris Ranger sitting there, and they can buy tickets. We start selling tickets early on that one. So you'll be – yeah, people will be able to, to meet us there. We'll have a number of the board members will be around to chat with whoever comes through. That sounds great. So is there anything else we missed, Kurt? I, this is a great interview. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I mean, I'm, I think I've kind of nailed most of it. Like you said, I could probably sit here and talk for another <laughs> two hours. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah, when, when, I, when, when I think about Whitetail Heritage and, and what has summed us up over the years, it's a mentality of you hear about givers and you hear about takers. And, and those people... Uh, you know, we can if we define people as a giver or a taker, that that goes right into the hunting and the conservation world. In the con- in the conservation world, it might be you're either a, instead of a you could put the conservationists and the givers together, or you can put the takers and the consumers together. So you might have givers and takers, or conservationists and consumers. And and we all we we firmly believe that we all have an opportunity, whether we own land. Or whatever we do, we have the opportunity to go out and make a difference. If you hunt, if if all I have available, uh, if I say, well, you know, there's hunters that say, well, all I have available is public property. Well, you know what? You can be a conservation. You can have that conservationist mindset. You can be a responsible hunter. You can you can get involved somewhere. And and we all have a trigger finger. And so whenever we pull that trigger we're making some kind of a conservation uh, decision at that point. That's a great point. Great point. And uh, so, yeah, we're, when it comes down to it, you know, we're not, we're not perfect in any stretch of the imagination, but our goal is to be, be givers instead of the taker side of things. So, yeah. 
I think you got that down pretty good. <laughs> yep, and we we certainly appreciate the contributors to to make our world better. So. Yes, that's for sure. Well, yeah, that's that's right. We can only do what we can do, and uh, might as well do it. So, yeah, that's right. Well, Kurt, thank you again for your time. I know you're a busy guy. Uh, really enjoyed talking to you again. Uh, great organization to keep up the good work. Seriously. Well, yep, thank you, Kurt. guys, for what you're doing. And uh, I'm sure we'll be connecting here in the here in the near future. Yes, yes, we will, Kurt. Thank you again. And yep, very good. Good, good, uh, good luck hunting, man. You too, buddy. You too. All right. Thanks for listening to 120 Outdoors and our monthly podcast. Please like, subscribe, and leave us your comments while checking out our Facebook page.